welcome to the Picture Book Look podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Kirstie, I'm in a bad mood. Oh, no. I think I might need some counseling. (laughs) Have you tried reading a book yet? It might cheer you up. A book, huh? Got any recommendations? How about Mutilda's Bad Mood? Yes, that's the perfect book. And you wrote it, along with Corey (laughs) Rosen Schwartz and illustrated by Claudia Renucci. Mutilda wakes up on the wrong side of the barn and experiences one cow catastrophe after another. Is there any way Mutilda can turn her bad mood around? The wordplay in this story is my absolute favorite part. Oh, I'm so glad. We're very excited to be talking not only with Corey and Claudia, but also our editor, Courtney Fahey at Little B. Okay, let's talk. Kirstie, we're going to start with you, if that's okay. Yes. I'm over the moon excited to be talking about Mutilda today. So tell us how Mutilda came to be. Corey and I wanted to write a social emotional story that takes advantage of my background as a therapist. So when we came up with the title, Mutilda's Bad Mood, we said, this is it. You got the title first and we then... We got the title first. And then Mutilda's personality emerged from there. So what about you, Corey? What do you have to add about the inspiration of this book? Those of you who know Kirstie know that she's relentlessly positive <laughs> and her optimism never wavers. And I, on the other hand, am very negative. And so we started writing and we had a few stanzas and I said, I don't know. It doesn't stand out. There's nothing about this story that's special. And then somehow we got the idea to do a refrain. I'm in a bad mood. And we decided each time the mood would get longer and longer. So we'd wind up with, I'm in a bad mood. And once we had that idea, that's when I got excited about the story. I agree. The story really came alive once we discovered the refrain. So, Courtney, I am super interested in why you decided to acquire this story. I was sitting at my desk and my email went off and it was just a simple agent introduction. I read it and the pitch just grabbed me right away. I am a sucker for anything that has to do with animals or puns. So this was right up my alley. Perfect. (laughs) As soon as I started reading it, I just really loved the wordplay, the meter, the rhyme, and the skill and finesse of the writers was very apparent. And the entire story was really just leaping off of the page. And I was laughing out loud and I pulled my um, coworker over and I was like, you have to read this. It's just so funny. So, you know, usually we wait and take something, but I just pulled him over like informally and was like, you're going to get a kick out of this. Um, (laughs) Wow. That's amazing to hear. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes books are really special that you just don't wait to share them. Wow. That feels so good. (laughs) The other thing about Matilda is a grumpy girl is always someone after my own heart. Um, (laughs) You know, I felt like I identified with her on a very personal level. And I loved that the picture book did have a message and it wasn't a message that was obvious or being didactic. It was something that really eased you into it and brought you around to see what was happening. It wasn't something that was obvious and hit you over the head, which is something I think that's really important with picture books to do 
to kids because, you know, they don't always want something that's going to be a lesson. They want to have fun. And that's what this book does. It teaches a lesson in a very fun and approachable way. It just demands so many repeated readings and you get more details each time you read it, especially with the illustrations, which, you know, we'll get into, but those illustrations. That's (laughs) actually my next question because we're going to talk to Claudia in a minute. Can you give us a look into your illustrator selection process? How did you decide to choose Claudia? I knew right away what I wanted. I wanted color and I wanted texture and I wanted the animals to have humor. Those were the big things I was looking for. And, you know, I talked to the art director and he sent me a link with a fair amount of illustrators and Claudia's was the second link. And so I start going through, I just hit hers and I looked and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, this is it. I was like, this is it. I uh, composed my email and I copied the link and I pulled out pieces from her portfolio and I sent it to our CEO, the art director, everyone to like, just be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what we really like. And everyone immediately was like, Oh yeah, that's going to work. That's amazing to hear. Your email then goes to Claudia to ask slash beg for her to do the project. Yes, please work with us. Please be on our team. The art director will reach out, do all the nitty gritty details. It's always like a really nerve wracking experience because like when you really want someone and you don't know if they have time or if they're going to want the project, it was just so obvious. She was perfect for this book. I agree. I didn't have a backup. It was it. It was Claudia or nothing. It had to happen. Yes. So that leads us into our next question then, Claudia. And we're so grateful that you said yes. Can you share a little bit about what inspired you to choose to work on the project? I like the story. I found um, a lot of dynamic humor in, in, in the page, in every page. I love that. I love that that in each page you can find different stories. For me, it's a challenging for my work and I loved it. The message of the book is so good. You can change your bad mood by adopting different points of view and reaction uh, to your challenges. That's absolutely true. I love how Mutilda is in a bad mood and she gives kids permission to be in a bad mood. Kirsty, can you give us a look into your writing process for this story, because you wrote this with Corey. Yes. Corey and I write together on a Google Doc, and we message back and forth. And usually when we're writing together, it takes a little while to really get the story the way we want it. But we wrote Mutilda in three days, but it was an intense three days. (laughs) Just lots of texting, lots of messages, lots of all day long, trying to figure out the perfect pun or figuring out the perfect word that would fit. Because, you know, writing in rhyme is kind of like working on a puzzle. You have to get the meter right. You have to get the sentiment right. You have to make sure that you're saying exactly what you want to say. And so it's super fun to work with Corey. We end up laughing so much. (laughs) We write a lot of dumb stuff that makes us laugh. (laughs) But some of the stuff turns out okay. But for Mutilda, what was interesting is we began and ended with a coyote. And I just want to read the first two stanzas that we sent to Courtney. Mutilda woke up in a huff with hay stuck in her hair. I had a dreadful dream, she shrieked. It gave me quite a scare. She hugged her Mima cow and said, I'd better stick with you. Coyote almost caught me and I couldn't even moo. Oh, so, of course, Courtney read the story and said she loved it. And she said, I just have a small tweak I'd like you to make. Just take the coyote out. And we were both like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we thought the coyote was the 
the best part of the story. Just a small thing. We were like, okay, how are we going to do this? But Courtney made the story so much better. We thought the story was practically perfect. (laughs) And then we took out the coyote and it was so much better. And so I'm just so grateful for editors. You gave us this direction to go, which we never would have done on our own. And it just made this story much more relatable. See, when you think you can't figure it out, you can. It just doesn't come right away. Always brainstorming is really helpful. So I want to ask you, Courtney, can you give us a look into your editing process for this story? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I read it. I loved it. I just knew that we needed that change. Before we go to acquisitions, we really like to make sure it's as strong as it can be just to ensure that we get it through. It's always a little nerve wracking to go back to authors and say, can you change this? Um, (laughs) You know, Um, so I composed the email. I knew some things that I had wanted to change that I thought would make it stronger. I sent it back and I remember getting the email back and opening it and I just couldn't believe how strong those revisions were. I was blown away. I mean, obviously I knew they were fantastic writers, but the revisions that came back were so incredibly strong that that's really like the big edits we did. Everything else was very minor. And I remember Kirstie telling me (laughs) that, um, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how it's going to work. The coyote's the best. That was a really big relief. I was happy that they were happy with the suggestions I made. That's very nerve wracking. Um, (laughs) it's interesting to um, hear you say that it's nerve wracking for you to suggest an edit to an author. So nerve wracking for the writer. Well, we'd rather hear, can you change this? Then it's a pass. So, you know, the biggest thing for me, I don't know how other editors do it, but for me, it's very important that it's a collaborative process. And, you know, this is a writer's baby. It's something they put their heart into and worked hard on. So for me, I like to make sure that all of my notes are suggestions and I'm not going to tell. I will explain why I think things need to be changed, why it would be stronger, but I've never, with the exception of some commas or maybe a little stickler thing here or there, said no. It's very important to me that it's a collaborative process and, you know, that at the end of the day, the author and illustrator are happy with the product that they've made, that they're putting out into the world that people will read and fall in love with. And it's really important. You did a really great job of that with this book. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So Claudia, can you give us a look into your illustrative process for this story? In this case and other books I have illustrated in the USA and UK, I received a very clear briefing for every spread of the book and it's a teamwork and it can generate unexpected ideas for me. It's very good. Uh, my personal way to approach an illustrated book uh, is by sketching. I used to sketch the whole book in a big sheet of paper, spread by spread or page by page. And if I feel comfortable and happy with the general vision, I go ahead to work and color page by page or spread by spread. And this way I can check the rhythm of the story. And Motilda, the first step is pencil and the rest is digital artworks. Your artwork really makes Motilda come alive. It's so exciting. Every time I reread the book, I see something new. It's going to make kids want to read it over and over and over. And I just love the chickens so much. The chickens. (laughs) Don't miss the chickens, listeners. When someone reads Mutilda, what do you hope that they feel? 
I hope that kids feel like it's okay to be in a bad mood. It's okay to be grumpy sometimes. It's okay to have a hard day. And I hope the kids go back to the story when they're in a bad mood and it makes them laugh. Courtney, do you want to go next? What do you hope kids feel um, when they read this book? I hope they realize that, as Chrissy said, that having bad days, or as we like to say around here, bad moods, <laughs> is completely normal. Everyone wakes up on the wrong side of the barn. But what I hope they really learn from this book is that it's up to us, how we react to a bad day, or if things aren't going our way, or just generally being in a bad mood. We have the power or the ability to turn those situations around, acknowledge those feelings, ride them out, and then realize, you know, okay, I can make this better as Matilda does. What I think so special is that Matilda realizes her bad mood is having an effect on others and it's making their days bad. So it really shows that your feelings and how you deal with those things can have an impact on others around you. So it teaches you to also look beyond yourself. I think that's a really, really strong message here. I really hope that kids will go around saying, I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Now, whenever I am in a bad mood, this is what I think of. Does it make you feel better? Like, does it kind of put a smile on your face? It does because I think of a mug that has the two faces. (laughs) Yes. It makes me like, I'll be like, man, I'm actually like, when I drink out of my mug, it's going to be on like the bad side today. And that makes me chuckle. (laughs) It's been a really interesting few months. So having something to make you laugh as simple as that has been really wonderful and an unexpected side effect of this book that just pops up into my mind at random times to make me laugh. Oh, I love it. It's definitely a joke that Corey and I do all the time. We'll be texting each other. I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia, how about you? When someone reads this book, how do you want them to feel? I love this story because I love stories that speak about feelings and emotion. So this is the perfect book. Okay, Corey, it's your turn. What do you hope people feel or learn when they read this book? So I'm hoping kids will read the book and then the next time they're in a bad mood, they will remember Mutilda and they will say, I'm in a bad mood. And just by saying that, it will make them laugh. And that will help turn their mood around. Kirstie, thanks so much for this extra special episode. And a big thank you to Corey Rosen-Schwartz, Claudia Renucci, and Courtney Fahey for joining us today and giving us a look into their creative process for Mutilda's Bad Mood. Check out the show notes to learn more about Kirstie, Corey, and Claudia and the other fabulous books they have out in the world. And remember, if you have a picture book that you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy looking!